0: What is up, River family? It is Wednesday, which means it's our Wednesday Bible study. Here's why we do this. We want to grow together right where we are. So we hope that this encourages you. We hope it inspires you. So let's dive into his word. What's up, everybody? It's Wednesday morning, uh, Wednesday morning, <laughs> and we're here for our Wednesday morning Bible study. Uh, if this is your first time joining us, maybe we want to tell you welcome. If you're listening to this on our podcast, it's your first time, awesome, Welcome. Uh, what we're doing is we want to grow together right where we are. And the method that we've chose to do that is by taking the Bible in bite-sized portions. Yeah. So uh, we're in a really, really good spot. Easter is um, four Sundays away. And we are now into, uh, we're going to enter into the Friday where Jesus is going to get arrested later and all this stuff. But there's this really important scene that happens in the garden. So, if you got a Bible, open it up to Mark chapter 14. We're only going to read 11 verses. We're going to go 32 through 42. I, I know if you do math, 42 minus 32 is 10, but you got to include 32, which makes it 11. All right. Anyways, so I know. <laughs> uh, hey, let me introduce who's with me this morning. We got Brittany over here. Are you passionate on me? My amazing wife Alexis. Very amazing. Mm, <laughs> right. She's pretty. Amen. All right. And then you guys, you guys know me. I talk all the time. But yeah. let's go it. Mark chapter 14, verse 32. It says, And they went to a place called Gethsemane. And he said to the the disciples, Sit here while I pray. And he took with him Peter, James, and John. And he began, uh, he began to be greatly distressed and troubled. And he said to them, my soul is very sorrowful, even to death. Remain here and watch. And going a little further, he fell to the ground and prayed that if it were possible, that the hour might pass from him. And he said, Abba, Father, all things are possible for you. Remove this cup from me, yet not what I will, but what you will. And he came and he found them sleeping. And he said to Peter, Simon, are you asleep? Rise, let us be going. See, my betrayer is at hand. All right, so we're hitting kind of the climax of the gospel, right? We we know Jesus is going. Um, it's like watching a movie where you see like there's a bunch of really good stuff, and then there's like this big struggle, this big trouble, and then that would be the climax, and then at the end is kind of the redemptive moment. Um, the climax is it's here, right? And what we're seeing is Jesus is going through the Garden of Gethsemane, which means oil press, which is super interesting. Yeah. Um, and it's about midnight, you know. Uh, Jesus had told Peter but that before the rooster crows twice, which would usually be about two a.m., uh, that he would deny him three times. So where that was Thursday, we are now into the Friday. Like the the crosses, the the trial, and all that other stuff. It's gonna happen today. Like,
1: like, <laughs> yeah, like, like, it's, it's
0: gonna be like the longest day ever. So. We see this, we, get, we see Jesus, he grabs his big three, Peter, James, and John. He takes them to this moment. This is a common meeting place for them. What are y'all seeing? What is some standout stuff to you guys in the six? There's a lot. I'm going to nerd out here in a minute. But what are y'all seeing?
2: Well, start off, like, he came, he approached them three times.
0: Yeah. I didn't
2: realize That's, that. And it said on the third time, he said to them, like, at the very beginning, it says, the hour has come. I think it's very interesting because isn't through the number of completion? Yeah. Isn't the third time is when the hour has come, when the moments come, where he is going to be, I mean, he's going to be the land to be sacrificed. Yeah. Um, so that was, that's huge. Uh, my other one is verse 37, where he actually calls Peter Simon. He refers back to his original name before, <clears> he, when, before he met him and had completely changed it. I think that's very interesting that he doesn't refer to him as Peter in this verse. And it said Simon. Yeah, do you remember the
0: conversation where he, like, where he really emphasized Petros? Um, we see him call him Cephas, which is another, I think that is like Aramaic or something, but Petros is the Greek name for uh, Peter. But it's right after he, Peter like boldly stands up on behalf of, so there's boldness in this. And he boldly stands up on behalf of the disciples and says, you're the Messiah, you're the son of God. He says, and this is why I call you Peter. And upon this rock, I will build my church and the gates of hell won't prevail. So in one scene, he calls him Peter because of his boldness. Yeah. Why do you think he calls him Simon?
1: Because he's acting like Simon. So <laughs> you're, yeah. You're like, bro, stop being
2: Simon. <laughs> <laughs> well, because, I mean, Simon was who he was before Christ, before he actually had an encounter with Christ. Yeah. I'm not saying that he wasn't, you know, he was a Jew, of course, but like, this is when, like, when he physically had a moment with Jesus, like when he was actually boldly in front of Jesus, his name got changed. But like you said, on Thursday, he did. Like Jesus tells Peter, you're going to deny me. And he's like, no. And he says it. He's like, "I even if I die with you, like I will never disown you. Yeah, and in another this moment, bold,
0: another, yeah, another
2: bold like, proclamation, like he declared it. And then right, not not like, you know, less than 24 hours, he came to stay awake to pray. Yeah. And I'm just thinking like these disciples have walked with Jesus for a long time they can tell he's probably full of distress and sorrow. They can tell yeah. something's up. Yeah, And in yeah. their mo his moment at the uh, Jesus moment in me, like he tells him, pray, they don't do it. They fall to their, like their flesh. Mm-hmm. And I think, I mean, I think Simon is more of a flesh name. Like that's his fleshly name. And Peter is more of his mm-hmm. bold name. Type of Christ. <clears throat> oh and I think that's God. why he refers to him as Simon. He's like, you're more on your flesh than you are on me. Okay. I think, so- I think a fun question to ask would be like, who were you before Christ, and then who are you
1: after? And then wow. I don't—I mean, don't know if the Lord gave you another name, but like <laughs> I didn't get two names. I don't know no. about y'all, but like I wonder if there's moments where it's like me Stop acting like little Naomi. Like Baby Naomi. Big Naomi.
2: <laughs>
0: New
2: Naomi, old Naomi. Well stop like, being old Alexis. like a kid. Like a kid, like do you have a name that your parents call you when you're just talking to you versus a name that you yeah, like when you're in trouble? Yeah. Like for me, like my grandfather, he always called me a sissy. But when I was in trouble, it was Alexis. Uh-huh.
0: Bradley, it's Bubba. And then when he's said Bradley James. Bradley. Son. Yeah. <laughs> or son. Yeah. 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 Like
2: you do, you change your names dependent on the actions that you're seeing. And I, I, think that's why. I think he sees that he's being like Simon, which is a broken reed, yeah.
0: Broken, yeah, broken. Not not Simon there's no a reed. there's
2: no good with it. And versus yeah. Peter, a rock a foundation. Yeah, that's cool. So, so that was my big takeaway. I want to go
0: to your first point because this is what I want to Bible nerd. Uh, I love Genesis. Like <laughs> Genesis has become a big part of my life. In the creation story, you have two sets of threes. In the creation story, so the first set of three is light. God speaks. There's light. Then he uh, separates water. And then he calls land forth. That's the first set of three. And the second set of three, he builds the sun and the moon to hold the light. Then the second day, uh, the second in the middle of it, he calls the fish, creates the fish in the, in the water. And then on the third day, he fills the land with animals, which ultimately ends with humanity being created. That was fun. Okay. So here you have two sets of three. Mm-hmm. Peter says, I will not deny me. And he says, you'll deny me three times. Yeah. And then not only that, he falls asleep three times. So there's the second set of three, and instead of it leading to the creation of humanity, the life of humanity, it's, sort of it's gonna to lead to the death of the one who's gonna die on behalf of humanity. Yeah. Uh, that's so, cool. and it all happens in a garden, which uh, there's the parallel, mm-hmm. right? It's kind yeah. of it's it's kind of like the redemptive like you're kind of seeing it be redeemed uh or parallel through the beginning creation. Um some people would call it decreation, like the opposite. Mm-hmm. Of it, not the tearing down of, but the opposite of it. Mm-hmm. And so, uh, I thought just the Bible. Made me cool. looking for yeah. parallels.
2: Parallels are so. The fun. Bible is so fun. It is. <laughs> well, it is very interesting that it would be the garden that we get this like that we separate ourselves, and it's in the garden that Jesus is pretty much saying, like, this is where we're going to balance it back. Yeah. This yeah, is where yeah. we're going to put the bridge to bring y'all back. He's like, this is where, like, last garden was where y'all destroyed it. He's yeah. like, this is where I'm going to rebuild it that's
0: cool oh that is it's mm-hmm. like the first garden they separated themselves from God and this one he's pursuing God to bring humanity back Actually, to God yeah so they get the they get removed it's, it's really interesting Adam and Eve get removed from the garden as blessed like it's God's it's not a blessing they had sinned they'd messed up but it was like protecting them mm-hmm. does that make sense Jesus is gonna get removed from the garden to redeem humanity he, he becomes arrested so that it would eventually lead to the cross and humanity coming back what's yeah. interesting is the day the middle day that jesus is in the grave the day before he resurrects is the seventh day it was the sabbath it was the day of rest and then he came back to life on the eighth day which we would be the first day of new creation yeah. Yeah. you know so again another, <laughs> a lot yeah a lot of Biblical parallels. And I think
2: um, you're going to keep seeing it throughout this because like, yeah. we could go about the tree, but that's for y'all's later yeah, truth. there's it, another parallel that's going to be
0: coming up. Yeah. It started with the tree and it ends with the tree. Yeah. Um, yeah. Let's talk about this. Uh, it says, you know, for the most part, like when we see emotions within Jesus, we see um, compassion. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? We've uh, seen anger. We've seen yeah, anger. Yep. He turns in. He goes in, and he turns the tables. This is the first time we've seen distress or anxiousness. Yeah, would uh-huh. be a way to look at it. Why do you think? Is it, what is the source of this? Do you think, or what do you? What do you? What do we learn about Jesus by seeing distress and anxiety?
3: I think for me, like what what it really pointed to was like he's it, it kind of reveals his humanness, like the human, the human side of him. Like, mm-hmm. I mean, we all have that moment where we're like, do I really have to do this? Like, is this really what I have to do? You know? So I think that that's, that, re- that, that it reveals, that Jesus reveals that too. Like, and for us as believers, it's like, oh, okay, Jesus went through this too. Like, but I'm gonna do it, but I just don't know that, is this really necessary? So I think it's just really cool that it shows like how, like the human side of Jesus and how we can relate to that part of it Um, so
2: that's kind of what I where I went with it
0: that's really good Um, what about what about you two
2: well and we kind of breached on this but like it makes me kind of think of the story Abraham and Isaac because like Isaac was his son he was excited for him and then God tells him he has to sacrifice him Mm -hmm. and Abraham did like he went through the whole process he took him on the journey he took him up on the mountain he got got him on the altar he was like about to just go and kill his son and and then all of a sudden god flipped his like script and yeah. he provided another sacrifice
0: can we let's shift the perspective on this though because in this scenario um the focus the 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 focal point isn't on Abraham; mm-hmm. it would be on Isaac, yeah. yeah. because Jesus is the greater Isaac. Isaac mm-hmm. didn't get sacrificed uh, out of A- Abraham's obedience, but eventually one would be sacrificed on the, on the on behalf of all humanity. Yeah. So imagine Isaac in the scene, because even before they get to the mountain, he says, "God, Dad, we have everything we need for the sacrifice except for the lamb," and then his dad starts tying him up. And then he lays, I mean, Isaac isn't a, a kid. He knows what an altar is. But you I think the mean?
2: difference is, is that Jesus knew from the very beginning what yeah. his design was for. And I think that's what it's hard, is like, he is human, too. And to know, like, I have to die to take care of everyone else. Like, yeah, I want to sit there and say, man, I'd be all for it. Like, yes, I'm going to save everybody. But it would be hard to sit mm-hmm. there and say, like, he's just not going to die. He's going to suffer yeah. mm-hmm. to die. Mm-hmm. Like, at least with, you know, the lamb, it was just going to get killed. Yeah. You no, know, he's going to have to suffer, be yeah. ridiculed, be shamed. Like he yeah. knows what's going to come out of this. He knows he's not getting out of this easy. Yeah. He knows who he upset and he knows what is going to have to happen for him to make this bridge complete. Yeah. And that's hard. Cause I mean, yeah. for us, like my selfishness is like, man, there's some people who don't deserve it. Like mm-hmm. I see how people treat me in the Walmart parking lot. <laughs> 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 yeah, <can> Walmart. <laughs> don't get me started on one other stuff, but like, that's the human side of it. Like, I know that there are people who just won't improve. And it's like, Jesus knows this and he knows it's not just right now where he's in the time, but later on in life, there's just not going to like, people are going to keep falling. And there's some people who are just not going to be willing to change. And it's like, man, he has to fight. He has to fight his flesh. He has to fight his desires to say, God, like, he's like, you know, if there's another way, I, I please you to take it that way. He's like, but if not, okay. like, I know what I'm here for. I know what I was designed for. And as much as it hurts, I know it has to be done for you, for the people, not just for me. Yeah. Me and Dawson
1: were talking about this last night. And we had a really interesting conversation because,
2: like, there's a lot in this text. There's a lot you can
1: unravel. And so we were talking about this because I'm like, man, Jesus knew. Like, Jesus knew why he came to earth. Yeah. So I was like, why is this catching him off guard now? Like, I don't know. I mean, I'm sure I'm... I'm sure thinking, like, oh, in, like, 12 hours, I'm going to be flogged almost to the point of death. Yeah. I'm sure that's not, like, exciting news by any means. But, like, I was really, I was like, Dawson, I just don't know if, like, it's congruent with Jesus' character that he's like, oh, I don't want to do this anymore. Like, I don't think he was trying to back out of the cross or anything. So I was like, Dawson, I don't get it. And then uh, what I thought was really interesting, because we started, like, fast, sorry, I'm going to, like, like going with the because you know when he gets on the cross and sin is upon him and he like the wrath is on him for all the sin he says like why have you forsaken me and it's because when sin gets in the middle you can't see God anymore yeah. and yeah. so sin is covering him and so I think part of the stress is because Jesus has always been in connection with the father yeah and so all of a sudden he's about to be like dude where's my dad yeah and so I think there's this overwhelmingness of like holy crap I'm about to lose this connection too, because like, I don't, I don't think when, cause perfect love cast out fear. And so he's constant. I mean, he's literally the son of God. Yeah. So he's constantly in connection with God, you know? So I think a big part of like the overwhelming and like the stress, like, yeah, for sure. Definitely not excited to be flogged. No. Not looking forward to that one. But I think a big part of it was also like, oh my gosh, I'm not going to have you. What am I going to do? I'm not going to have you. I think a lot of that was like, I think that part of that, because I don't know, do you think it was I, it was anguish. It was sorrow. So it wasn't fear. I'm making yeah. conclusions, but I,
0: I, I don't know. I thought that. Was uh, well, let me, let me, cause a, a thought for that is we know the Bible says the wages of sin is death, death mm-hmm. right? Uh, in the beginning, Adam and Eve, they're there. He says, when you eat of this fruit, you'll surely die. What did death look like to them? It was being kicked out of the garden. Yeah. yeah. So we, in modern terms, when we view the word death, we view death as the moment that our heart stops right? That our body quits moving. But what if the biblical definition of death isn't the moment that our heart stops, but that moment that we're separate, like that we're separated from God, like yeah. Yeah. true death is like, being out of the presence of God. Because you think about how Jesus uh, speaks about people who believe in him, that have passed. He doesn't call them dead, he calls them asleep.
2: Yeah.
0: You know?
1: Mm-hmm.
0: So maybe,
2: maybe well, there's it, something there. They say to die to yourself, That's like it's good. not to actually physically die, but it's like Kind of like letting go of a certain part of you and letting that be no longer alive. The be part of you
0: that wasn't with God. Yeah, yeah, to be it gone person.
2: and be like to let it. Kind, of, I mean, it's like a plant. Like if you stop giving it like love and attention and nurturing it, it will die off. Well, yeah. that's
3: like yeah. be the Simon or be the Peter. You know, because yeah, that, and that good. you know we talk a lot about like how, how people live their lives and things like that. And some people have said to me personally, like, I don't know how you did this or did that. And I'm like, listen, that is not the me in me. The me in me wants to like, you know, whatever the situation may be, but the Jesus in me is like, no, this is what you need to do. And I think that that's perfect for what this passage is talking about. Like, you know, don't let the you and you cloud the blessings that Jesus has for you in him. So That's
2: good. I I think we just don't need to discredit how powerful this moment is because Jesus is being very human. Yeah, he's being us. Yeah, and like the three people, his three closest that he chose to come and pray alongside him, didn't even do that. Yeah, Yeah. and how like how powerful this moment is? Like he's going at this alone. Mm -hmm. And like I think when he called the three, he was kind of hoping that they would come alongside him and like be that kind of like that like you know holding his hands up when he was weary, and they failed yeah and i'm not saying like it's the same scene but it's like you know this the whole friendship and relationship like i yeah like god created relationships mm-hmm. jesus had relationships yeah. and not only like he has the three that are not supporting him not praying for him he's that one that's going to deny him and now he's about <laughs> yeah. to be approached by one that's going to betray him yeah for like chunk like chunk change yeah i mean i know he's god too but that's a lot of emotion Yeah, yeah. to Carry in one moment, like I know he had time to process this, but I don't think he can really process something until it actually fully happens. Like, sure. I don't think he can fully always be prepared. And maybe that's that's the human side, mm-hmm. but I think the human side is coming more in front because he is about to be separated yeah. for a moment. So, I do feel like that human side is becoming more prominent. Versus, yeah. I mean, I feel like if, if this wasn't the hour of, he could have handled this, like, you know, like, maybe y'all go sleep. In. I got this, like. But, yeah. like, y'all just go to sleep, slumber party, whatever. And to think, oh.
1: Oh, and to think, like, he takes these three same guys up to the mountain for that transfiguration. So he's like, bro, I brought you a super cool moment. You came stay awake
3: for me. Like,
0: <laughs> it's like, to me,
3: just for seen, like, yeah. Well, okay. So <laughs> Should have been a table
0: flipping moment. I'm let's, <laughs> let's, uh, let's wrap it up by having this conversation. He's, he calls Peter out, right? Mm-hmm. Simon, could you not stay awake? And he says this that temptation, what does he say? Uh, t- uh, the spirit is watch free. and pray yeah. that you may not enter into temptation, because the spirit is willing, but the flesh is weak. Yeah. Why? Why do you think he calls Peter out, and why do you think he has that that phrase?
2: Which phrase? Like the, the watch.
0: He tells him, "Watch and pray," which it almost oh. is like. Watch and pray is a um, the opposite, or how you combat. Like alertness and prayer is how you combat temptation. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Right? Watch and pray because temptation he says that the spirit is willing, the flesh is weak. And he only says it to Peter, not to all three of them. Why Are the other two asleep? Yeah, they all fell asleep.
1: Okay, so is he the only one awake? No, he's he's like, he was
0: just the one that Jesus singled out. <laughs>
1: yeah. Yeah. <exactly>. I mean <laughs> don't <wake> up, because we <laughs> really all
2: every time you read with Jesus, Peter was his the net. Like he was always there beside him. And I think he holds Peter to this high standard that Peter put himself on because mm-hmm. Peter made a lot of declarations and proclamation about how he's going to be for God, how he's going to be for Jesus, how he's not going to like turn his back on him. da da da. And he's like, do you not see the problem you're having? He's like, it's like, you see yourself, you're trying to put yourself up here. He's like, but yet you're operating down here. Yeah.
0: Think smaller, think closer to the scene. The most recent dialogue with Jesus was Peter saying, "I'm, I'm not going to die." Mm-hmm. Is he
2: telling him like, "Pray
1: so you don't fall into denial now?" Yeah, is he trying to? Say- I think that's.
0: I think that's what he's saying because the next scene is he's going to yeah. get arrested, and yeah. you'll have we're going to walk, gonna go. and Peter's going to deny it. It's like right yeah. around the corner. So he's like, the temptation is coming. Yeah, and then the spirit is willing, which is this is super relational to all of us. Peter, yeah. uh, Paul has this conversation in Romans where he's like the the thing I want to do, I don't do. And the thing that I don't want to do is what I do. What he's saying is the spirit inside of us as believers, and and you could probably relate to this right where you are, the spirit inside of us pushes us to do what God calls us to do. But sometimes when we're in that moment, when there's pressure on us, the flesh takes over and we're like, I want to choose what's comfortable. Yeah, (laughs) and Which is what happens because Peter's about if, if Peter doesn't deny Jesus, He's probably on a cross right next to him. For sure. You know yeah. what I mean? So when the risk was high, you know he he ended up denying, it and it was to protect himself. Yeah. And it's not, and I don't think it's kind of a weird thing that they, but I don't know that Jesus was ashamed. Like it's like Jesus knew it was gonna happen.
2: Yeah.
0: You know I mean he told him, hey, you're gonna be the rooster, but you told me this, bro. You need to be alert and you need to pray because temptation's coming.
3: Yeah. Mm-hmm. And I think, like I said, it just goes back to, um, yes, we want to live this this life, like, for Jesus and things like that. But so many things get in the way, and, that, and the temptation is always there. So you can, it's always, like, it goes back to everything else that we talk about. It's a choice. Like, you can either choose the fleshly way or choose mm-hmm. the spirit way. And I think that that's what he's saying here is, yeah, it's coming. So you need to figure out what you're going to do. Yeah. So. I think
1: fasting is also, like, a great way to, like... Where the spirit is willing, but the flesh is weak. Yeah. I think like that's like a good way to practice the discipline mm-hmm. of like choosing the spirit over over your flesh. Because like your flesh is like, give me that hamburger. but. <laughs> <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs>
2: what, what <is> that? <laughs> so you said Gethsemane is in the name, it means oil press, right? Yeah. yeah. So, Isn't it very interesting? We're talking about like, he's talking about the pressure of temptation coming. And mm-hmm. like think of an olive, like an olive is whole, complete, whatnot. But when you press it, you get to actually see what's inside of it. You get to see the nutri- like what nutrients it actually provides well, and it actually sustains. Like we put in food, we put in skin hair and products. And I think like, we're seeing two different dynamics. We're seeing Peter, who's, getting pre- who's going to be receiving pressure. He's going to be coming to the moment where he has to make a choice. And then the result, we're going to see what comes out versus God, who's going to be hit, or Jesus, who's going to be under pressure, who's going to spill his own blood. And we're going to see what comes from that. Yeah, I the, think those are two, yeah.
0: The analogy yeah, is cool. this. When you press, what's it, grapes, right? No, when you, what is it that produces oil? Olives.
2: Olives. Olives. Hello.
0: Oh. In- you know. When you <laughs> press, <laughs> <laughs> it produces oil, right? Yeah. yeah. Which is symbolic for the Holy Spirit. Yeah. Or anointing. Or anointing. Mm-hmm. When Jesus gets crushed, what was released? Anointing. In the Holy Spirit. Is that what you're talking about?
3: Yeah. yeah. I There's the, oh, that was an answer, right? There, right <laughs> now,
0: you know what I mean? Yeah. So it, this is kind of the moment that lets us know that the crushing is coming, mm-hmm. but okay. that the veil is going to tear.
3: Yeah, yeah.
0: You know what I mean? So yeah. uh, that I think there's a good stopping point. There's a lot. I think we could stay in this text Yeah. Uh, four days. <laughs> and so, um, man, I hope that this really blessed you. It was a lot of fun to get to dive into this, to see the different perspectives um, and to see the parallels. The Bible is super fascinating. Um Something to think about is that they didn't write just to write. Like, there's a lot of uh, connection points, and they wrote to make connections. Like, the literally, the authors of the Bible were literary geniuses. For sure. You know, so which maybe why it's so confusing sometimes. So if it's confusing for you, man, there's peace in that. For right? sure. <laughs> It's really tough. But, uh, man, we love you guys. We hope that you guys uh, enjoyed today and will continue to join us. Um, and, man, we hope you have a great day. We'll see you Bye. Well, hey, that is our Wednesday Bible study. We just want to thank you so much again for joining us. And if you want to join us every week, if you'll click subscribe, this podcast will pop up right there for you. Again, we want to do this to grow together right where we are.